0: This seed, this word that falls on good ground, good soil. And it will bring forth a mighty mighty harvest. The enemy, I bind you from stealing this word today. And I loose the power and the presence of God. And I thank you for the anointing on your word. Pastor, and I yield ourselves to you, spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' name, amen. What he teased me about was that I don't have the nugget, and I said, I have you. (laughs) I got a big nugget there, right?
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, your nugget for the day. Listen up. No, it's not that. (laughs) 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 Worry. Give small things. Worry gives small things big shadows. Big shadows? Big shadows. So think about that. Shadow never hurt anybody. In fact that shadow can heal. Yeah. In the right context, that is. We've been looking at the godly character. And this morning we're going to look at responsibilities. This is a godly character that we need to develop. When godly character is developed, a believer will exercise decisiveness in every area of life. The other character trait that works hand in glove with decisiveness is responsibility. We live in a society and in a time when responsibility is seldom acknowledged or practiced. Um, This is seen from the top of our uh, nation, politically, down to individuals. Uh, they don't ha- want to keep the responsibility or be, have decisiveness in their lives. Responsibility can be defined as being accountable, answering for one's conduct, and being trustworthy. There is a relationship between the one who performs a task or duty to the person requesting it to be done. Responsibility takes on different roles in life. God's desire is for us to be responsible in our spiritual walk, our moral walk, in our financial affairs, and obligations to our family and other relationships. Once a believer makes a quality decision to do God's will, then the battle begins you know when you uh, make a decision to do something it seems like everything um, that you try to accomplish that everything is thrown at you Uh, something takes place to um, disturb that the character and trait of responsibility must be developed to bring about steadfastness okay responsibility um develops steadfastness. Of course, Jesus is our example for a godly, uh, godly character. He personally exemplifies responsibility in operation. Uh, let's look at an example. He personally took responsibility for those who committed to him during his earthly ministry, all the disciples, all 12. And there were many others, but mainly the 12. He took responsibility for them. Remember when when they uh, uh, needed taxes? Peter said, we don't have any money for the taxes. And Jesus said, go out and fish and find the first coin. We'll take care of our taxes. He supplied them with food. I mean, he did all things. He fed them physically food and provided their needs with the, the heavenly manna, the word of God. Okay. Um, in the end, he could boldly testify... Of his responsibilities to, to the father. Let's look at John chapter 17. And we will go to verse. Look at verse 12. Pardon me. John, uh, John chapter 17 verse 12. It reads from uh, the King James. And while I was with them in the world. I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me. I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. So, he he fulfilled everything that he needed to do with the disciples. Amen. Glory to God. So, um, we know that each each and every one of us one day will um, give an account to the Lord for our actions. You know. Uh, We are justified by our words, and we're condemned by our words. Um, So we need to be found trustworthy with God's word, that which he's given us. Um, Responsibility opens doors for continual blessings in our life. If we are doing the things that we are called to do and responsible for it, blessings will come uh, come upon us. Glory to God. So the Lord wants to open us, open to us rewards when we are responsible and, and obedient to him. Uh, so let's turn now to Matthew chapter 25. Do you have something at that point? I was just going to read that last one in the... Um... Okay, John chapter 17, 12. She's while gonna you're read turning from the there, yeah. okay, but...
0: It says, while I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name. In the knowledge and worship of you, those you have given me, I guarded and protected, are not one of them. Not one of them has perished or is lost, except the son of perdition, which was Jesus, Judas Iscariot. The same as today, he guards us and protects us. I and mean, even more so, because we're under the covenant, the new covenant with and I thought that was so powerful. Sometimes we think he's not going to guard us or protect us, but he is. Okay, Matthew 25. Matthew
1: chapter 25, uh, we'll begin with verse 14 and uh, carry on through verse 30. This is the the parable of the talents. This is where we see responsibility. Wow. (laughs) You know, a lot of us um, would think that uh, when... uh, we have been given responsibility, we will follow through, but we see here that not always. Mm -hmm. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling unto a far off country who called Mm -hmm. his own uh, servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. So He gave these individuals some responsibility with some finances. And he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them another five talents. Likewise, he that had received two, he also gained another two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid hid his Lord's money. Uh Uh-oh. Well, he was responsible, wasn't he? He was keeping it. He wasn't going to let it. no one get hold of it, right? I mean, that's responsible. Some, some of you. Just, well, you already know what we're reading here. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that ha- received five talents came through with another five, saying, Thou lift unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five other, uh, five talents more. I gained five more. Look what I did. I did something with it. The Lord said, well done, thou good and faithful servant that has been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Verse 22, he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. I did something with them, Lord. And the Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant that has been Faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're doing well so far. Verse 24. And he which had received the one talent. <laughs> came and said to the Lord. I knew that thou art a hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown. And gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. See what fear will do to you? Mm-hmm. Make you disobedient, and I went out and hid thy talent in the in the earth. Lo, here is thou that has thou that has g- that boy. Okay, this is what I got. <laughs> and the Lord answered him and said, "Thou wicked and slothful servant." You know, we don't like the word wicked. No one in here wants to be called wicked. You know, we can be called slothful because we don't follow through. But here we find the two words mingled. Wicked. Ow. Wow. And slothful servant. Thou knewest that I would reap where I would not sown, and I would have gathered where I have not sown. Thou oughtest therefore have put my money to the exchanger and then at my coming I should have received my own with interest. What are you doing with your talents? What are you doing with the responsibilities that God has given to each and every one of us? We see here responsibility is devoting all our energy to fulfill the expectation of those that count on you. When you go to work, you are expected to put your eight, in, eight hours in and do it rightly. What's your responsibility? Do the work. Not to uh, take extra long coffee breaks uh, and do other things. Hello, and a lot of people do that. You know, I, I got a secure job. There's some places where they can't throw you out of the job, so they don't do their job, you know, and just collect. But uh, what's going to happen? We're going to be, we're, we are going to be judged right. on, on the responsibilities that God has given us. That means on, even on, the, on your job at work. At work, you, we need to follow through on it. Uh oh. Every person has uh, someone else that they are responsible to, okay? Each one of us has a purpose to fulfill on this earth. Our actions will demonstrate how much of God's character has been working in us. We're to be Christ like. We need to be imitators of Christ. And we saw that Jesus said he did everything that the Father asked of him. Amen. Are we doing everything that the Lord has asked of us? I heard a no me back there. Where was that from? There are groans. I didn't see too many, too many amens there. Our accuracy is gauged by the energy spent to fulfill the expectation of those who are we, we are responsible to. Our accuracy is gauged by the energy spent to fulfill that expectation. How much energy do you put into your job? Well, you know, I'm not going to be on this job for very long, so I'm just going to kick back and you know get paid for it and you know I know I got another job lined up sometime. I'm you know I'm a good worker so yeah, you're a good worker. You're cutting back on your job your ability, your responsibilities. Responsibility. Our first responsibility is to God. Okay? When we are careless with our Relationships with the Lord, it affects our other relationships. If we're not responsible to God, we're not going to be responsible to those that uh, we make relationships with or have jobs with. We're just not going to fulfill it. Because if if you feel that you can get by fooling God, you're going to do it with, with the people that you work for. Hello. God expects His children to understand His ways and live according to His His precepts. Okay, let's go to this scripture here. It is in the Old Testament. It's Micah. It's right after Jonah. Yeah. And after Micah comes Nahum, so you know where he's at. <laughs> Micah, we want to go to chapter six. Let's let's see what uh, Micah tells us what the Lord ex- ex- expects oh. of us. Micah chapter six. We will begin with verse seven. Will the Lord be pleased with the th- with thousand rams or with ten thousand? thousands of uh, rivers of oil. Shall I give my uh, firstborn for my transgressions and the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Verse 8 is what we want to look at. For he has shown thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. From the Amplified it reads, he has shown thee, O, o man, what th- what is good and what. Does the Lord require of you but to do justly and to love kindness and mercy and to humble thyself, yourself, and walk humbly with your God? There's a responsibility right there to do what God has called us to do. It's emphasized. After our responsibility to God, then we have the responsibility to our, our families, okay? Um... A believer cannot expect the mate or his children to act responsible if they don't act responsible in, the, in their spiritual affairs. Hello, out there. Uh, you know. Can I share something? That? Go for it.
0: In this also, though, the positive is, if we are acting responsible, then the promises of God have to bless us from generation to generation to generation. And so, you know, being responsible and to the things of the god of God or to the house of the God, to, to the things that God asks us to do. And when we're responsible, sometimes things don't look like they're going the way we, we're expecting them to go. But we're not God. We do not see what's going on around us. And even though even though it could be right in front of us, we don't know what God's telling a person sitting right there in the same room with you. But if you're if you're responsible with God to God, then God will be responsible in those in these areas with your family. It's like when Pastor decided told God we went to this church, it was pretty wild and he decided we I've shared the story. This is way too wild. We went to one that was kind of dead. Twice. And then, then this one, and he, he said, God, if we split the sheets, we split the sheets, but I'm going to serve you no matter what. It was either the next day or the day after that that I came to know the Lord. So he had no idea that God was dealing with me, but God was dealing with me severely. Once he gave, it, gave me, our marriage, everything up to God, then that gave God the opportunity to work in that situation so praise God so all of you out there have been responsible to the things of God so God is taking care of those things that that we need those things that he's promised us we just might not see them at this second you understand what I'm saying so don't give up If you've been responsible excuse me don't give up
1: God's working in the background. He is. But we do have uh, some examples in the word of God of people that were not responsible. Mm -hmm. So if you'll turn with me to 1 Samuel and find the second chapter. That's 1 Samuel chapter 2. You should have read this and recall.
0: If you're going through the Bible (laughs) this (laughs) year.
1: That's... 1 Samuel chapter 2.
0: So have you read this and recalled? Are you going through the Bible this year? Yeah, I'm going through the Bible. Okay. He does this every other year, so I never know which year it is. Okay, so you're past this, I take it.
1: Chapter chapter 2, looking at (laughs) verse uh, 12. Now the sons of Eli. Now who is Eli? Anybody remember? A lazy priest. He was the priest. Okay, okay. Let's see. Now the sons of Eli were sons of Biel. They knew not the Lord. And the priest's custom, and the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servants came while the flesh was in the seething, and the flesh hooks of the uh, three teeth of his hand. Let's. I'll just. Uh, My reading's not that well this morning for some reason. Let me to read it. T- okay, read where it. are you? <laughs> chapter two. Okay. Verse 12. twelve. First Samuel. Just
0: pray in tongues, that's what I do. 12, 2, right? I'm in the wrong chapter. Sorry, I'll get there. 2, 12. 2, 12? Yeah, two 12, twelve. The sons of Eli were base and worthless. All they they did not know or regard the Lord. And the custom of the priests with the people and the Amplified was this. When any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servants came. When the flesh was boiling with the flesh hook of three prongs in his hand, and he thrust it into the pan or kettle of chaldon or pot, all that the flesh shook brought up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh, which all the Israelites who came there, how far am I going here? Okay. Who came there. Also, before the burn, they burned the fat, the priest's servants came and said to the man who sacrificed, Give the priest meat to roast, and he will not accept boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the man said to him, Let him burn the fat first, and then you, shall, you may take as much as you want, the priest's servant would say, no, give it to me now, or I will take it by force. So the sin of the two young men was very great before the Lord, and they despised the offering of the Lord.
1: That That's heavy. These two young men are corrupt. They're not taking the responsibility of the priesthood, for one. Okay, so they're doing things on their own. Uh, Now you can go to verse
0: 22. Okay. Well, we should do Hannah's thing, don't you think?
1: Hmm? Well. Go to 22.
0: Okay. 22. Now, Eli was very old, and he heard all, all that his sons did to all of Israel, and how they lay with the women who served at the door of the tent of meeting. And he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, it is not a good report which I hear the Lord's people spreading around. If one man wrongs another, God will meditate for him. But if a man wrongs the Lord, who shall intercede for him? Yet they did not listen to their father, for it was the Lord's will to slay them.
1: More? Wow. If you read, if you recall, you'll read that uh, they go to war and Hopni and Phineas Phineas, um, go out with the ark, and uh, they're both killed, and the ark is taken away, and so these two corrupt sons die. But we see here that Eli is still messed up himself um, that uh, he dies himself when he hears of the news that his sons had died um, he falls back and breaks his neck at at the news so um, Eli refused to give uh, refused God Get his God-given responsibilities of raising his children correctly, and uh, to train, train train his men in the in the ministry. Um, Eli looked the opposite way when they disobeyed, and he didn't punish them. Um, the Lord's gonna, you know, in this area, the Lord will hold hold account for every parent that does not uh, try to minister the Word of God. um, We know that uh, if you look at at the Word of God that oftentimes you had a good king and then his children were bad. It's not that the the king didn't raise that child right, but the child somehow got on, on their own deal and they did not follow through. Um, so, God looks at let me read this from this way here. The Lord holds every parent accountable for the, for the behavior of the children when they are growing up. A uh, child's character and lifestyle is, is to be trained by the degree of responsibility that the parent is willing to give him. Let's look at Proverbs chapter thirteen twenty four.
0: Can I come back just a second? Okay, she's going
1: to go back here.
0: What he's saying here is every parent's accountable while they're in your home to train them up. And sometimes you have to train them. And a child's character and lifestyle is trained by the degree of responsibility the parent's willing to give. I always looked at this story. Are you going to go into Sam's, Samuel here at all? No. Okay. Here are his two sons raised in this family. But then you have Samuel that's ra- that the mother gives him to Eli, knowing, I want you to think about this, knowing what his sons were like. She had to trust the Lord in this. Think about that. I want you to really think about this. She had to trust the Lord that he was going to turn out right living in this man's house. And so as parents, as we raise our children for the Lord, if they fall away, God will bring them back. And so, you, you have a responsibility while you are there in your house. And then after they're gone, to pray for them. Best thing to do is turn them over to God when they leave the house. I mean, I told mine, you're in God's, you're in God's hands now. Have fun. He deals a lot harder than I do, so have a good time with this. So, Proverbs 13, 24. It
1: says, he that's... Proverbs thirteen twenty four, He that spares his rod hath his son, but he that loveth him chastens him betimes. In other words, we need to do exactly what we need to do. One more. I messed up here. In today's society, um, we reject this. And fear. We reject It's this. out
0: of fear. Um,
1: because... When you discipline your child, now they call it child abuse. I mean, if you put a welt on your child, uh, it's child abuse. Um, so we don't do it, we give the kids timeouts and so forth. Um, uh, we need to look at today's results of timeouts with compromising, compromising our children. A generate we have a generation of rebellious and ill-gotten, self-centered, godless individuals. I mean, you, that's where your street gangs come from, and so forth. Of children that have not been taught, um, and the, because the the parents fail to administration, the board of ed- education to <laughs> the this, this seat.
0: You know. Can I
1: share?
0: Can you look at this? What causes? I mean, this is God's way of doing things. Okay. The enemy is going to do everything he can to keep you from doing things God's way of doing things. Okay. He'll bring fear there. If when when you read something in the Word and the enemy says, "Well, you can get in trouble for this," are you supposed to obey God? Are you supposed to be? The law that says if you spank your child, you can go to prison. I, you know what? I'll obey God any day. Seriously. I will obey God any day. Because it says, there's another scripture that says it will keep their soul out of hell. And I respect you parents in here that have spanked your kids no matter what, because you know that that's what God's word is saying. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're all
1: excited about this sermon it's, today. It's hard to uh, administer <laughs> correction to your children.
0: I shared that earlier.
1: But it's better to do it now because you can't do it when they're older. They're going to be even more rebellious. So um, I had one ask the
0: other one, are mom's rules still the same? This was about 10 years ago. Yeah, what do you think she's going to change? It was hilarious. One of them wanted to come stay, I guess. Decided not to because the rules were still the same. But praise the Lord. Had Eli disciplined his own flesh and fulfilled the expectations of the Lord, his children would have respected him. His children would have respected him. But they had no respect for him. A lot of times parents, children try to make parents feel guilty for putting any type of rules on them. They'll try to make the the parent feel guilty. Well, so-and-so gets to do it. I don't care what so-and-so gets to do. My mom used to, I used to try that one, and I was the only one out of anybody whose parent went to make sure there was a chaperone at the party. I'm sure some of you other ones went through that, too. Nobody else's parent did that, but mine did, and I'm, I, I hated it at the time. It was, it upset me, but I was, now I look at it, and I'm so grateful that she did because she saved me from a lot of problems that could have taken place. I don't, you know, well, I won't go there anyway, but it's the truth. If if you're strict with your children, I've had every one of our children either write or call and thank us for the spankings they got. But when they were little, you know what they said? I'm never going to spank my kid. You're mean. You want to see me get meaner? I mean, but they didn't respect him. And that's sad. His children would have respect him. God expects us to assume responsibility in our homes. If we do not fulfill it, we are held accountable. We can bring a curse on ourselves and our families because of our lack of irresponsibility in 1 Samuel 3:13. thirteen. First 1
1: Samuel 3 and verse 13.
0: Now, some people would say that's the Old Testament. Let me tell you, these little suckers know how to... The older they get, the smarter they get too. Let me tell you, and they'll just try to tell you whatever. It's amazing. There's nothing new, parents, on the face of the earth. Want to read that
1: one? Psalms. Uh, pardon me. First Samuel chapter. 13 looking at verse 14. And Samuel said to Saul, thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon of, of Israel upon forever. But now the kingdom shall not be not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart and the Lord has commanded him to be a captain over the people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord had commanded thee. Wow. Where are you? First Samuel 3. Oh, I went to, to another spot, didn't I? <laughs> like they do I went thirteen, thirteen. That's a good one, too. How'd to get
0: that one? Want me to do it? Yeah, read it. <laughs> it's channel, chapter three, 13. I'm like, what? And now I announce to him that I will judge and punish his house forever and bring iniquity of which he knew, for his sons were bringing a curse upon themselves, blaspheming God. And he did not restrain them.
1: Wow, you see that?
0: Therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned or purged with the sacrifice of offering forever. And here is little Samuel in verse 15, lay until morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house because the Lord had been speaking to him. In this whole mess, God speaking to Samuel. It's amazing to me when you think about this. In this whole mess. And um, this is so powerful. He opened the doors of the Lord's house, and he was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, here am I. Eli said, what is it he told you? Pray, do not hide it from me. And may the Lord do so to you, and more so if you hide anything from me of all that he has said to you. Can you imagine this kid? And Samuel told him, everything hiding, nothing, Eli said, it is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. Read that whole chapter sometime, that is powerful. You parents that have raised up your kids in the Lord, God will take care of them. He'll, he'll, it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's, when he's old he shall not depart from it. We don't know how old but God knows how to jerk their chain, let me tell you. Some of us are examples of that. Thank God. All righty. responsibility will cause a task to be completed. How many know that? Those of you that are, are foremans at work or managers at work, res- your responsibility will cause a task to be completed and it will endure the testing. Want me to read this, or do you want to? When God gives us a responsibility, He expects us to finish it correctly. He expects us to finish it. Say that. Finish it correctly. We are to finish it according to His principles and ways, not with our own understanding. There is always a right way to complete a task. The right way is to approach it through scriptural procedures. Then then to do anything else is to invite failure. So no matter what you're doing, whether you're a housewife, whatever you do, the right way is to approach it through scriptural procedures. To do anything else is to invite failure. Everything has to be lined up with the Word of God. Amen? Everything. And so if you've done everything and lined it, can line it up with the word of God, then you've done everything right. God will take care of the circumstance and situation. If you've done everything you knew to do according to what God's word says, then God's going to take care of it. You say, when? He knows exactly when. He has it all planned out when. When? And what I've seen him do is that the times when I least expected it, he came through in people's life. I could pray for someone for ten years, and God shows me in our heart, there this is going to happen. But you keep on praying no matter what, and He fulfills that prayer down the line. We'd like to see it today. Today would be perfect, God. Wouldn't you love to just pray it and right now, then and there? It already, when you've prayed it in the spiritual realm, as far as God is concerned, it's taken place. And we need to understand this. It's taken place. He has people to deal with to get them lined up. Jonah had to go into the ocean and then get thrown up by a whale. I don't care how God has to do it. If he has to throw someone up on, a, on the land, do it. It's not always going to be our way of thinking. Amen? You just It's up to us to do our part scripturally. If you get anything today, get that. It's up to you to be responsible to do your part scripturally. Amen?
1: Amen. Responsibility causes us to realize the importance of the job assigned to us. Any duty or task we have can be accomplished when we trust the Lord for strength and wisdom. It is the little things that we overlook or the jobs that seem insufficient. If you'll look at uh, Song of Solomon, (laughs) chapter 2.
0: Praise God, I couldn't figure out what that was there
1: solemn chapter 2 looking at verse 15 it says take us the foxes the little foxes that spoil the vine, yeah. for our vines have tender grapes. So it's a little thing he said little things that'll spoil if you don't follow on the little details sometimes it throws the whole project off. If you're baking a cake and you forget to put the sugar in. Or you forget to put the eggs in and you put it in the oven. What's going to happen to that cake? It's the small details. You've got to follow through on it. All too often we, do, we cannot see the end result because when we take the shortcuts <laughs> and not follow through on our responsibility, things happen. As our character is changed, we can trust God to use us in every day's events, and if we look at, to, wow, Psalms 37, in Psalms chapter 37, we want to look at verse 23, it says the steps, that Psalms tw- uh, 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. So the responsibility is to follow through on God's commandment and and the Lord's going to delight in us. If if we delight the Lord, blessings come. If we don't delight in the Lord, we uh, suffer the consequences. He says, this day I I ask of you, choose life or death. Then he says, choose life. That you would be blessed. We need to choose life.
0: Can I read a scripture? Go for it. Verse twenty-four.
1: Twenty-four, right after. Yep.
0: Though he falls, he shall not utterly cast down, for the Lord grasps his hands in support and upholds him. Good. That's a powerful scripture. Though he falls. He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord grasps his hand in support and upholds him. You know, Brother Haken shared how he was on his way to hell. He was dying. How many of you ever heard him share that testimony? You ever heard him? He was on his way to hell. And his grandmother was sitting there. I believe it was his grandma sitting by his bed. And she knew the Lord. He said, I was going all the way down. I saw it all the way down there. And he said, all of a sudden, didn't you see, how many have heard him talk about that? I believe he reached a demon or he felt a demon. And she prayed and God just ripped him right out of there. Just grabbed hold of him and, and ripped him right out of there. That's our God. That's our God. Our God is an awesome God. I mean, grab that scripture if you're standing for anybody and hang on to it. God, grasp. what was that, Psalms? 30. 37. 4, amplified. 34, uh, 24. 24? 23, 24. Psalms
1: 37
0: verses 23, 30.
1: Okay. So we need to choose daily to be part of God's plan. Amen. Okay? That's why you need. Get up in the morning, find out what he he wants you to do other than, you know, going to work. You need to find out. Okay, Lord, what's going to? That's what Jesus did. He got up early and prayed to find out what's going to happen during the day. We need to choose daily to be obedient to God's plan for our lives. Uh, King Saul, you remember King Saul? We were... We've been in First Samuel quite a bit here today. Uh, King Saul ignored uh, his God-given job in chapter 15 of First Samuel. Uh, I'm not going to read it because you already read it. First, if you didn't, it's First Samuel chapter 15, verses 2 through 23. God gives Saul. A job to do, and it is to annihilate the Amalek. Okay, you remember, he destroys everything, but he keeps the king, and he keeps the sheep, and all the good stuff, (laughs) and. when, God, when Saul ignores the orders given to him, he fails the responsibilities, and it hinders God's plans. God has plans. He says, wipe out these people. And he says, well, I'm going to save this guy. And you find out later on there's a bunch of trouble that took, off, uh, uh, took place afterwards. Uh, God does not always show us the reason for our task immediately. How many remember reading, uh, being in in school? A few of us do remember. And you have an assignment and the teacher says, I want you to read chapter so-and-so and so-and-so. So so." So you come back and after, and she says, did you read chapter so-and-so and so-and-so? And And everybody's hands go up, so does yours. And all of a sudden she says, now we'll have the test. You didn't. Read the, the chapter, so what happens?
0: You lied.
1: What happens? You've <laughs> suffered the consequences because you didn't know, immediately know what the the consequences for reading that, those chapters was going to take place. None of you ever did that I take it. Oh, look at those smug looks out there and <laughs> You didn't live
0: with my mother. If you lied, you got in big trouble. (laughs) Thank God.
1: Responsibility is a trait that causes one to turn a routine job into an enjoyable experience. Oh, listen to that. Responsibility is is a trait that causes one to turn a routine job into an enjoyable experience. Our abilities do not impress God. He's always looking into our hearts. One who desires to be open with the Lord and willing to maintain a pleasant disposition and a good attitude concerning their task. Okay? Responsibilities look for creative ways to accomplish the job that's before them. That's a,
0: that's a creative ways.
1: Responsibilities look for creative ways to accomplish the job that's set before them.
0: Get that word, those two words, creative ways.
1: When God gives you a job, he equips you for the job, to perform the job. Um, Oh, boy. We need to stop at this one. I've got to stop with this one, I was just getting started.
0: Look at your time, it's all right if you want to be here all day.
1: Okay. Um,
0: let's just do these, they're good lists okay, if you want go where are going to go. Farther?
1: Let's go to 1 Corinthians, first First Corinthians chapter 4. And we've got two scriptures, then we'll close off. When, when given a job, God equips us to perform the job. First Corinthians,
0: want me to read that? I'm
1: there. Chapter four. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, four, one and two. So then, let us be, trust, be, be looked upon as ministering servants of Christ, as stewards, trustees of the mysteries, the secret purposes of God. Moreover, it is essentially required of stewards that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of trust.
1: Hallelujah. That's one. Let's go to Romans chapter 14.
0: Praise you, Jesus.
1: That's Romans chapter 14. Looking at verse 12, it says here So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And then he's going to find out what, how well you did your responsibilities. Isn't that what he did with the, 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 the three individuals with the talents? He says, what would you do with it? So we're going to give an account what what he has given to us. But know this. If you're walking with God... He doesn't see you as a, a disappointment. Amen.
0: I'm gonna read this other part <clears throat> if I could. Loyalty causes one to carefully carefully observe his duties, and is well. That goes with it, though. Is that okay? They need this part. Loyalty causes one to carefully observe his duties, and discharge his obligations of fidelity, allegiance, and devotion. In addition, loyalty implies a close personal relationship that is steadfast under pressure and in temptations to renounce it or even ignore it. So that is steadfast under pressure and in temptations to renounce it or even ignore it. it. So loyalty will cause you To carefully observe your duties and discharge his obligations of fidelity, allegiance, and devotions. In addition, loyalty implies a close personal relationship that is steadfast under pressure. Some of you have been under extreme pressure, and you've been steadfast. And in temptations to renounce it or even ignore it. And you haven't done it, so God is blessing you in your endeavors hallelujah
1: okay she already let the cat out of the bag as they say we're going to look look at loyalty next week let me read this part this is my introduction to it sorry this next character trait that we will be looking at is loyalty one way to describe loyalty is to say that it is a way of life that entails being true and faithful to a person It is a way of life that entails being true and faithful to a person. That's loyalty. And we can close off there, Sitcher. You
0: know, I think any, to me that out of the characteristics of Christ, to me that is loyalty is one of the most important seriously because if you can find a loyal person someone that's loyal you can work with them i mean when someone becomes disloyal it can be heartbreaking and something to really think about this week because that was really good the sermon honey loyalty causes you to be able to be steadfast under pressure this week some of you are going to have some pressures on you and you will be steadfast in the name of Jesus amen sometimes you know when you're in a place and there's others that they say one thing and do another and you're the only one that stays steadfast, God sees that, and he, he promotes you. He, he literally promotes you. There could be two Christians side by side, and, and he's watching. When he sees that loyalty, he promotes that one immediately. It's, it's un, I've seen it happen many times. So it's very good, dear. Okay,
1: let's all stand. And we'll see each other next month.
0: Next month, that's true. You're funny today.
1: Father, I thank you, Lord, that through your word, you can encourage us, Father God, to be responsible as Christians, Father God, to fulfill the job that you've called each and every one of us to. I thank you, Lord, that how we do our job, Father God, is a reflection upon you to the world that we live in. And we thank you, Lord, that we are a light that shines, Father God. We are the salt, Father God, that causes people to thirst for righteousness. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks bless us stay father god as we go out may we encourage father god love for you to others in jesus name amen